Welcome to Hashtag We Game Change, a production of the Winning Edge Leadership Academy. I am a co-founder and the host, Corrine Million, and it is my pleasure to bring to life the stories of individuals who are changing the game every day. This episode was taped at the 2019 NCAA Women's Basketball National Championship in Tampa, Florida, and features the phenomenal Cecilia Towns, writer, speaker, and entrepreneur. Cecilia is making her mark on tomorrow's leaders today with her gladiators and beyond the game movement. I hope you enjoy listening to her story as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. Welcome again to Hashtag We Game Change, a podcast brought to you by the Winning Against Leadership Academy. I am here in Tampa with a phenomenal young woman who is is doing what I feel is necessary in this space, and I don't want to take any more time from her. I want you all to hear from her. Uh, tell us who you are, what you do, and why. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Cecilia Towns. Um, I'm an attorney and the founder of Gladiate Hers and Beyond the Game. And in that capacity, um, we really try, Gladiators started as a blog, but it's now basically an organization that connects, inspires, and empowers women in the sports industry. And um, Beyond the Game provides workshops for student athletes uh, to help them figure out their life after college sports. Good. Why? Yes, why? I do it because for a number of reasons, but it all sort of started just because I felt personally and saw the need. I saw the need for um, just a community of women who were sort of all fighting the same fight in different ways, which is to have our voices, our stories, being told in sports, um, to be able to live out our dreams in sports. And then um, I personally felt the need to just help student athletes figure out their life post-college. I remember the feeling that I had when it was time for me to go to law school and to figure out, you know, my whole situation after playing college sports. And I really just want fewer student athletes to have that feeling. So that's how they all started. So you started, you mentioned not wanting to feel or not feeling like you were all the way ready for law school. Mm -hmm. So you played tennis at Mm -hmm. Howard, Mm -hmm. four-time All-American, no Mm -hmm. big deal. (laughs) None at all. I mean, this is... This is, I mean, if I was an All-American in anything, I'm like, everyone will know. I would have an All-American shirt. Well, it's academic All-American. We will take... <laughs> well, I just, I mean... I think. There's no asterisks here. Okay. They're all the same to okay. me, academic or yes. athletic. They're right. all the same to me. Yes. Um, any achievement that you achieve, any achievement you achieve, mm-hmm. anything we'll you... With that. Yeah, anything that you achieve in college at an at a elite level should always be recognize but talk to me about your time at Howard and how it prepared you for what you ended up 
going to UCLA Law School and kind of how you felt like being a student athlete is one thing you're disciplined and you have focus um, but what other things that people may not know about the experience of being a student athlete and how it prepared you um I think so one I want to say first I want to say that being a student athlete at Howard was probably one of my best decisions I started um, with an academic scholarship. So I didn't need to play tennis. But um, I knew that that was something that I wanted to do because I had been playing all of my life. And I don't regret it at all, trying to balance the GPA I needed to maintain my academic money and tennis. It was the best. But I think um, it just, at a, playing a sport at um, a smaller school and HBCU. And HBCU. Um, I think it makes you a little more scrappy, right? And, you know, the experience that maybe some kids get at a large school, you know, say like, I mean, even at Georgetown, you know, which was right up the street from us, was completely different. You know, we our school didn't have a ton of resources. So we learned to, all right, well, let's go to these different departments to get what we need. Or... Um, Let's learn to just figure it out ourselves. And so I think having the student athlete experience at a small school that also supported academics, right? Like that the vast majority of coaches at Howard were like, we love y'all, we want you to excel in sports, but we know that's not why y'all here. Like you're here to get your, your education first. And so being in that kind of environment, it, it really, um, yeah, it teaches you to be scrappy because there's not a lot of money to do whatever you want to do. But it also um, sort of keeps you focused, at least in my experience, on the idea that um, it's bigger than it's bigger than the sport that you're playing. Like you're here for something a, a little bigger. Right. Yeah. Did you know going into Howard that law school was the end goal? So. <laughs> so, not at all. I, when I came to Howard, I was a pre-med major. Like I excelled in science, you know, all throughout my upbringing, my younger years. And so and that's all, what I had always said, that I was going to be a doctor. And then um, I got to Howard and I sat in a bio class and a chem class. And I was like, nah, player, this, this ain't you. Um, and so I ended up changing my major to African-American studies and I changed it not with a plan in mind. It was like, this is what I love. You know, this is what I'm interested in. And then senior year or the junior year going into like the summer going in, I was like, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, I only got a few more months left. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And so that when I was referring to not wanting other people to be in that position, that's what I was referring to. So for me, I had good grades. I was able to easily just sit down and figure out, well, what what else can I do? I decided on law school, I got into a great law school. Um, but that was, I mean, for a lot of people, that's a last minute decision. You know, a lot of people that I knew have been saying they wanted to go to law school for years and couldn't get in yeah exactly that's their dream and they couldn't get in so i recognize how fortunate i was to be able to um sort of kind of decide at the last minute and you know figure it all out but i didn't i knew that that is not everybody's experience and so i just really 
decided that I wanted to figure out ways to help student athletes to have less of us have that experience so that, you know, they just feel confident going into their senior year like, okay, I might not know exactly what my first job is going to be, but I know I have these tools. I know this is what I'm interested in. I know this is what I'm going to shoot for type thing. So you go to HBCU East Coast and you go over to now I think is the best coast. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and 3,000 miles away yeah. from where you just grew into adulthood mm-hmm. to start your next chapter. What was that experience like and why did you th- why do you think if you think it did shape who you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> It's so ridiculous, but part of the reason that I chose to make the move was the weather. I was like, look, it's a real thing. Yes, I am good on the co- I knew law school was going to be tough. I was like, I don't want to be hunkered down in a library. It's 15 degrees outside, Not you know, today. studying for stuff. No. So I decided to go to the West Coast. And I, I think it was a wonderful decision because it just brought in my horizon. It introduced me to new people, to new, uh, just a new way of living and getting things done and helped me get in touch with just a different side of myself. Um, so I, I also think that, you know, the program, I, again, I went into law school, like undergrad, thinking I was going to do one thing and graduated doing another. So when I first started there, I thought I was going to do international human rights. And, um, Slowly but surely, I shifted away from that, but I got introduced to a community of women um, who were like, soon as they stepped foot into law school, they knew they wanted to do sports. They wanted to, you know, maybe be agents or somehow use their law degrees to work in the sports industry. And that was just foreign to me. I was like, oh, like in my mind, I was going to be done with sports. Right, right. right. And so I think even, even though at that time, I didn't hone in on the fact that that's what I wanted to do too. It was that introduction, like, you know, the law is broad and you can basically help your passions, you know, collide with one another. So you're in law school. Is that when you start to think about gladiators? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that actually, um, so I came in wanting to do international human rights. Right. I left thinking that I was going to be the next Johnny Cochran. I was going to do Krim. Yep. And then 2009 was when the Great Recession hit. Real and thing. And so the people were not hiring. Mm-mm. Not a lot. So I had to take the first job I could get, which was uh, a job with DC. Um, their the DC's their local government, and I thank God for that job because it was not where I was supposed to be. But it gave me a ton of time to think about the things that I wanted to do. And that's when the ideas really started forming for talking about women's sports differently, for um, helping student athletes, because I had a ton of downtime. I didn't like the work I was doing, so I had a lot of time to think. Um, And the first sort of iteration of these thoughts came in the form of a sports agency. I convinced like four of my other friends who worked in different areas, like we need to get get together, start representing athletes. That flopped because we didn't have a clue what we were right, doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> but that's where the the it really started, like sort of taking shape. Went to another job, 
Um, and then that's when I started Gladiators as a blog, just feeling like, all right, what I'm seeing about women in sports, I'm not really pleased with. We could do better, cover different stories. Um, yeah, and so that it was probably, that was 2012, 2011, 2012, when the, and I finished law school in 2009 when the idea for Gladiators like really, really started tape, taking shape. Is where you are today mm -hmm. with Beyond the Game, with Gladiate Hers, what you thought it would be when you were thinking about it in your mind and starting to do the little things? Absolutely not. So when I started Gladiators, it was kind of, I had, in addition to telling the stories, the ulterior motive was for me to get picked up by a larger publication, write for, you know, a larger publication. And so, um, that is not what I necessarily want to do now. Like I do um, from time to time write for ESPNW, but um, Gladiators has, has really taken off into much more than I initially saw it being. And it's also basically sort of swallowed up beyond the game in the sense that, you know, when I initially started beyond the game, I was talking to all types of student athletes. But what I saw was that we were making, I was personally making larger headwind with the women and connecting with the women. And so we really started gearing the workshops towards women. Um, and so Gladiators has grown. I was saying all that to say that Gladiators has become something bigger than a blog. You know, we host events, networking events, we host, we have, we've hosted our first day-long summit. Um, we are relaunching our mentorship program. So that is, it's, it has definitely exceeded my expectations and my vision for um, what it could be. You talk about your events and you had your first Super Bowl or the big game. Please, yes. Roger Goodell, don't come over here to hashtag we game change yes. and provide me with a cease and desist. But the big game, <laughs> yep. you held a day long summit. Why was that important to you? Why did you feel like that was the stage to have um, that event? So I think the summit in general was important to me because I had just, and this is, I promise this is not shade to what anybody else has going on. But I feel like, you know, the whole idea of women's empowerment is, has become a little cliche and that people really are talking about inspiring women, not giving women tools to do what they need to do. And so I was like, I want gladiators to, to inspire women, but also to like, let's give people tangible things. And so I, I saw the summit as a way to do that, to do it all at one time, um, to give women tools by having these amazing workshops, to put them in rooms together so they can network with one another, um, and just to hear from some great women that, I, that would inspire them. Um, it happened around the Super Bowl, the big game, really kind of sort of out of chance. We had hosted a mixer last summer in Atlanta and it was a really good, it was a great mixer. And one of the attendees was someone who was on the Super Bowl host committee. And, you know, I got introduced to her and asked her what the host committee was doing for women. And she was kind of like, nothing. 
<laughs> so I said, well, let me, you know, give me a day or so. Give me a few days. Let me see if I could pitch you something. And so that's really how the summit came to be a part of the Super Bowl. We got support of the host committee. We got support of the NFL, some other great organizations. Um, but the idea yeah, so the idea technically could have happened at any time. The summit could have happened at any time, but that's how it is now attached to the Super Bowl because it just made sense. There were going to be so many women in town. Um, yeah. just And it wasn't just for student-athletes. No, not at all. So Gladiators works with student-athletes, but we also work with women who are currently working in the sports industry in various capacities. So maybe they work with an agency, maybe they work with teams, maybe they're entrepreneurs, maybe they're former pro-athletes. In any capacity that you find yourself wanting to work in sports or currently working in sports, Gladiators is like an organization for you. You mentioned bringing back your mentoring program, relaunching that. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you feel that it's important to relaunch that? Do you think the time is now? Why is the time now? And does it? Do you feel like there's support on both ends? I'll say, you know, when when it gets started, we started as a mentoring program. It was a year long, and we would identify professionals in the Charlotte area and match them up with students um, in Charlotte colleges. And I, as in full transparency, a lot of people like the title of being a mentor, mm -hmm. but are not fully committed to what it takes. And it's not like, oh, babysitting and you right. gotta be on top of people. A lot of it is just about time. Like That's right. making yourself available, providing mm -hmm. insight. But on the other side, a lot of um, people don't understand what is, how important it is to be mentored. Right. And in what we were dealing with, a lot of first generation college students, mm -hmm. a lot of people of color. And so they didn't even understand like what it means to have a mentor. Yeah. So why is the, the relaunch important to you and how are you, what's your approach to it? Yeah, I think so initially, and, and I, I guess I should use the word relaunch very loosely because with these air quotes yes with these air quotes <laughs> that y'all can't see um because we have been on a rolling basis like accepting people's applications to be mentored and to mentor and so but when we started planning the summit like everything else just took went to the back burner and so when i say relaunch i'm just saying all right we're going to um like finally make these connections that we said we were going to be helping people make, take in some new applications, that sort of thing. It's important because I really believe in the value of mentorship and sponsorship. I was a part of, there's um, a program for um, former, um, like, how do I say it? High-performing female athletes that Ernst & Young and the... Um, International Women's Foundation host. It's called the WABN Women's Athletes Business Networks. Um, Some uh, mentorship program. Okay. <laughs> One more time. Let's right, right. The WABN, the Women's Athletes Business Networks mentorship program. It's a Got great it. program. I was a part of their 2018 cohort, 2017 cohort. And it really 
like that whole experience really reaffirmed the power of mentors, the power of just connecting people to one another. And so I, I firmly believe that getting yourself um, aligned with a mentor is can be invaluable to your career. Um, I also believe in that, you know, and, and that's a constant thing, right? So at no at I think at every stage of your career, you need you need someone like that. I think sometimes people tend to think, well, I'm too far advanced, or I'm not I'm just getting started that sort of thing. Um, but no, you, you need people in your life to share their experiences with you to give you legit feedback about potential decisions that you may make um, to just be an ear sometimes. Um, and so yeah, I think and another <laughs> sort of reason I think it's it is important for me to or for us to relaunch things is because I've been getting asked a lot more for people from people for me to be their mentor. And I you am, can't. yeah, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I did I did one of my I do this Working Women Wednesday series and right now we are talking about mentorship. And I just did a video a few weeks ago about like don't ask a stranger to be your mentor. Like we Can you put that on a shirt? <laughs> if I if I never met you. Right. It's no. really hard. It's really hard. And you really don't know me. You might see something that I'm doing, or you might see something that I've done. You're like, oh, they're cool. But I could be a B I T C H. You know what I'm saying? And so it is important to, I think, establish, like you were saying, that it takes a lot of work to be a mentor. Establish um sort of some mentor, mentee etiquette, you know, things to do, things not to do. But more importantly, it's it's important to establish a platform for people who don't feel like they know anybody that they could ask to mentor them, right? So okay, you don't you don't have anybody in the sports industry you think you could ask or you don't have anybody in this area of your life you think you can ask. Well, they're a, a program like Gladiators Mentorship Program, like your mentorship program. We will vet people for you and help connect you with people who are like-minded, who are willing to put in the commitment um, so that it's not you getting just randomly asking someone from Instagram to be your mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask people on Instagram to, to be your mentor. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> it's do not it. okay. Don't ask them on LinkedIn either. No. <laughs> Yes. Do you get a lot of that on LinkedIn? Yeah. 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 And what I do is I'll just make time to talk to people right. um, and explain to them, uh, you know, if you need advice about something on a one off, that's what I can do for you. But I, I'm not going to say that I'm just going to be your mentor. You know, we don't know each other. Right. I really don't even have the time. Right. <laughs> if we're, we're being all Honest. Honest, yeah. It takes a lot of time to be a good mentor. And I have girls that I'm mentoring, you know? Right. Yeah. What is next for you? What's next for Beyond the Game? What's next for Gladiators? Yeah. So I really, the way I talk about Gladiators and Beyond the Game now is just as one under Gladiators. Because the workshops that we do for student athletes, the workshops we do for professional women, it, it's all for women. Um, and so our next step is to, you know, like I said, relaunch the mentorship program. We plan to be in Las Vegas for the um, WNBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to do an event for that. Um, we'll be doing another mixer 
probably in Atlanta. People have been asking us to come to like DC, come give to me New the York. Money. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that is what I need. I will go anywhere yes, if you exactly, give me the money. Exactly. Um, and then just growing our network series. So, uh, not network, excuse me, our, our workshop series. So, getting into more um, on more campuses, um, into more agencies, that sort of thing. How can people get involved with what you're doing on both sides, from the participant side and signing up for your workshops, and how can people get involved in supporting you as either a mentor or on campus and stuff like that? Yes. So um, the email addresses to use are gladiators, G-L-A-D-I-A-T, h-e-r-s at gmail.com and then cecilia towns at livebeyondthegame.com for just general like if you have a general inquiry but definitely people should follow us on social media on instagram we're gladiate hers i'm sporty esquire on instagram facebook twitter um and then um so it's gladiators on instagram and we are with just r so w-e R, the letter R, and then Gladiate Hers on Twitter um, just to stay connected because we're constantly, we'll be announcing our next events, our next workshops. Um, Working Women Wednesday is something that people can take less than 10 minutes out of their day every week to just learn more about what it means to be a professional, to, you know, Sometimes I think people, when the feedback that I've gotten is sometimes they find work in Women Wednesday just very affirming. Like, I am doing the right thing. Just keep doing it. So, yeah, social media, email me, whatever. Yeah. yeah. What do you need? What What do you need from people? Do you need money? Do you need resources? Like, what do you need? Yeah, I mean, money is always great, but it's really about um, messaging, right? So um, we are definitely looking to partner with um companies, organizations that want to support women in sports. Um, we are also, obviously, really the money is important when it comes to throwing an event like the summit. So we were very blessed to have great sponsors for our first summit. So we'll just need more of that to continue to host our events. Um, and yeah, partnerships to help us do the work that we're trying to do, spread the word. Any lasting words that you want to leave with the people um i would just say that you know really embrace things that look like setbacks and failures because they really do lead you you know to exactly where you're supposed to go i talked about that a little bit about how you know my first iteration of helping athletes was a flop you know how my expectations for what I was going to do in undergrad, what I was going to do in law school, they all got shifted. And all of that was okay. Because if my plans had gone how I wanted them to go initially, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I truly appreciate you taking the time to speak with us on Hashtag Be Game Change. Love to share stories of everyday game changers in the industry, people who are leaving their mark and influencing not just the next generation, but today's leaders for tomorrow's decisions. And I can't wait to continue your growth. And thank you again. Thank you for having me.